Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Allstate, two-year starter, and rush in for the big run, and NFL vet. Is Dudeness or uh, Duder or, uh, you know, El Duderino if you're not into the whole brevity thing. It's Blackshirt, Jay Moore with Hale Varsity Radio. Back into it, Tower uh, 2 at Hale Varsity, powered by Cornhead Lager, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. We welcome in Blackshirt Husker NFLer Jay Moore, co-host Big Red Wrap-Up at Jay Moore 44. Jay, how was the weekend? Good to spend time. Thanks for jumping in. You bet. The, the weekend was great. Um, laid low a little bit on Saturday, which is nice for once, but... Uh, Took advantage of the weather, played a little golf yesterday afternoon, and uh, had a couple nice cold beers afterwards, and watching the brass ball win. You know, uh, yesterday evening. So I'd say it's uh, that was a top ten weekend. There were a, a lot of folks I checked in with. Hey, are you going down? Because I think uh, a lot of Eastern Nebraska was in the rail yard uh, before mm-hmm. the game with the weather, and. There were there were pals that wanted to get out, and some did get out to golf. Some were fired up to, to grill, and they were going to watch at home. And then the rest of the state was <laughs> was down at PBA, and just uh, just a uh, just a magical season for Fred and company. That win number twenty right now they're in. And Elijah and I were talking about this in our our hour one along with Connor about uh you know nebraska and and where they're at they're they're in right now which is uh by about every project all projections say they're in right now but um is there still a little worry in in the back of your mind about nebraska screwing this up oh there is for sure just because of previous performances earlier this year and you know granted some of these performances were in december but I still think that, you know, that Maryland loss was, was such a bad one, uh, you know, and the performance at Northwestern. They just kind of seem to get in these kind of lulls where they're just not hitting on all cylinders. Now, I will say, you know, up until that last Northwestern loss, you know, they, they didn't get one of those week-long, you know, those week-offs that everyone had experienced. So, and you're coming off against, you know, a lot of uh, – overtime performances and you had the one against Wisconsin, you had the one against Illinois. So I, I understand every situation and the, 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 the dynamics that goes into it. But yeah, I think you just, you have to be a little wary just because we've, we've seen it so many times, you know, you've been so close so many years and you have made the tournament in years past, you can't get it done. So uh, yeah, I, I, I love, I love where they're at. I love where they're playing. I love their mentality. I love the toughness that they're playing with. I love the fact that, you know, things were, didn't go off, you know, get off to a great start against Minnesota last night. They just battled and fought. And that was a game where the refs kind of let them play a little bit for once. And it was kind of fun to watch the physicality of it all. And, uh, you know, they got into a fist fight last night and came out on top. And Minnesota is a, a very physical, athletic team. We all know what happened. They played up there uh, early in the year, up by 15 and a half and lose. 
So this team has the right mindset right now. And getting that monkey off the back, you know, last week at Indiana, but winning the last three games by double-digit points. Uh, and you just got to understand, like, these are games you have to win. I mean, these next three opponents you're playing are on the bottom or in the bottom half of, of the Big Ten or the bottom, you know, third of the Big Ten if you want to uh, go that in depth. And you got to win. You got to go on the road against Ohio State, although they're playing much better. Just beat Sparty on the road uh, last night. And you got to get another – you got to come home for the last home game against Rutgers uh, next, you know, Sunday. And then you get another week off. And you go on the road and you finish against Michigan, who's kind of licking their wounds. They play halfway uh, decent against uh, Purdue uh, the other night. But – you know, it's a that's a beat up ball team, and they're they're uh, you know they're not haven't been performing very well this year. So you got to finish on a high note. Hopefully, win these last three, get yourself in that double buy, maybe in that top four scenario. But obviously, at least getting the the single buy solidified is is almost a done deal. But they're just fun to watch. You know, I, I but with all that being said, yeah, you you are just leery of that. It's just that those one performances, the ball can't get in the hoop and. Uh, you have one of those bad rebounding performances, and you know you have some lapses on defense, and that can happen because it's happened, you know, a handful of times already this year. Well, Jay, wait, when you mention those lapses, I think the one thing that's really stood out to me over the past four or five game stretch is that you've seen less and less of those lapses. That's what it kind of feels like this team is hitting their stride at the right time because you've stacked four straight 40-minute performances. I guess Indiana's probably a 35-minute performance. It got a little hairy in the second half, but then you put the foot back to the to the metal and uh, you, you figured that one out. But that's what's been so impressive to me about this stretch is we've seen Nebraska play relentless 40-minute effort games before in the season, but it feels like the first time all season where they've been able to stack those types of performances one on top of another. And now we're at the point where uh, what's, what was the stat from Sheamus? It's four straight 15-plus point performances in conference, which is the first time it's happened since 1911. Mm-hmm. So they're they're yeah, just I mean, they're just kind of whacking teams they're supposed to whack. And Jay, you tell me this: they're 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 not lucky, and they're not really I mean, they're hot, but it, it was a different hot for No Sit Sunday in 2014, mm-hmm. where they got real hot the last 10 games of the year. I think they're good. Do you agree with that? They are good. I think you just got you here in the last couple of weeks. Coaches and you know guys on you know the Big Ten Network before and after the games, they've been they've been kind of at a love fest with them. And Ben Johnson kind of said it last night after the games, like that's a good basketball team and they're playing possessed, yeah. you know. And they're that's you can you can see it there. I mean, their their defense is on point. The physicality they matched it, you know, and it, it, the. the the thing about this team right now, which is I, I don't know if people can appreciate that. It's there. You can it gets dispersed so evenly on who can who can score whatever night. You've seen CJ step up and and get his buckets when he had, needs to. You know, Casey had an off night, but then you have uh, Jamarcus Lawrence steps up, and you have a uh, Bryce Williams steps up, and it's just you had t- times where uh, Josiah Alex steps up, and he's not normally a guy you lean on to score, but I just, that Northwestern game. Just you know, a few weeks ago at home, you know, he kind of got things off in the on the right uh, in the right direction. So um, this is a team that obviously can get hot, and we know that. In case they can get hot at any minute and go on a stretch, and um, but it's just kind of fun to see everybody just has their roles and understand their roles, and they're okay if it's not their night, you know. And I think that's 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 a you know that's a tip of the cap to Fred and his, their staff and the maturity of this team that I think uh, will pay off well because 
you can get some scenarios where you think you got to press. You think maybe Casey needs a press or whoever, but they don't. You know, they's like let's let's get it to the hot hand who's hot and let's kind of do our thing and 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 work. You know, this this is a very deep team as well. So, um, no, I think they're they're executing and their play right now is is definitely at a at a much higher level. And they just got to keep going. They got got to keep doing that, and they got to finish out this year strong. Finish out the Big Ten strong, and hopefully find find yourself uh, in mid to late March at a great spot with a great seed and a great location. That if if it's in Omaha, fantastic. Not somewhere nearby that fans can travel to, and and hopefully somehow some way your first you know tournament win in program history. It's Jay Moore with us here on Hale Varsity Radio, and Jay, the other storyline from last night, the Husker football dunk contest. What was your go-to whenever you were going up strong at the rim? Were you going tomahawk? 360 between the legs. I can see Jay going from the free throw line potentially. What was your go-to? Man, I appreciate you thinking I was that good, good of an athlete <laughs> to be able to do all those things. Um, you know what? I, you know, my go-to was you know off throwing it off the backboard like Harburg does. You know, that was a staple of mine. I, you know, the doing the windmill. I think Kai Wallen did that. You know, that was that was a good one. Um, I don't know if I ever. I, there was no way I was trying to go from the free throw line um, <laughs> that was that was gonna happen between the legs wasn't gonna happen either i had, i could jump but like i didn't have that kind of bounce like that takes that takes some special that takes some special bounce and it even looks better when it's you know i'm you know six four six five but uh you know when charles does it he i mean that was that was impressive what he was able to accomplish last night that was that was fun to watch you know and emma johnson trying to dunk over matt rule he didn't he didn't get it completed but the fact that Coach Rule comes out there and, and take, you know takes part in it was uh, it was fun to see. I think every college you know halftime show should have their football team have a dunk contest. I mean that just seems like that should be a staple at least once a month during the season. I would think. Well, I would even love some some three on three. Get those guys playing in a little tournament down the floor. Maybe Matt Rule won't like that because of the injury risk, but you already put him in a dunk contest. You already got him there. Three point contest. Oh, yeah, nice work. Three-point contest. Have you ever seen the video of Joe Burrow in the three-point contest? He did well, didn't he? Dude's a sniper. Yeah, yeah. he can He can shoot. I wonder who can shoot on the Husker basketball team. Yeah. Or Husker football team, I should say. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> we know who can shoot on the Husker basketball yeah. team. <laughs> CJ, Kisei, we're, we're, we're good. But, Jay, that's a nice, subtle display of athleticism and twitch, isn't it? The, the rule rolled out there when you got a defensive lineman, your defensive end going mm-hmm. out there. The dunk contest. Your your incumbent quarterback out there. Uh, your your running back in Emmett, and then Charles is a guy that that folks are high on for for the back seven. With uh, with with your era, who were your top three basketball slash dunkers that you played with? Who were some just freak show athletes? Oh my gosh, man! Because Sue uh, loved Sue loved playing hoops too, didn't? Yeah, there was a lot of guys that. You know, they still played a lot of rec ball or had even had a, you know, a rec team. Um, golly. You know, I think like the Bullocks twins. Sure. Could, could, could hoop and could jump out the gym. Um, you know, who's a, like, who's a really good basketball player? Uh, like Bo Rude is a really good basketball player. He played well I at played, Southeast, I think. Yeah. I mean, I played with Bo. We, after I was done playing football completely, uh, him, myself, and you know Nate Swift and Adam Ickes, and uh, we would we would 
play in you know, a city rec league once or twice a night and have fun. <laughs> Imagine uh, rolling to city rec league and you got four <laughs> former Huskers against you. <laughs> well, I mean, there, there's a reason. I mean, we we did okay, but we're, there's a reason we played football and not basketball, right? Um, <laughs> That's a and my favorite thing. I just played. I just played for the post post game beers. That's okay. what I played for. You know, a little workout and. You go to a, a local establishment and have a couple pitchers, and you go home and get ready for work the next day. So, uh, no, I think, but you know, I'm trying to think who else, but uh, there was a lot of good. I mean, Corey McEwen played this as well. Corey was a really good basketball player. Um, but I think everybody was, you know, at that level, you play with guys. Everybody was, if they played basketball, you're pretty good mm-hmm. to some extent. It's just at what kind of level. And I don't, I can't remember if any guys could have played, you know, basketball in. Uh, football in college, you know, like uh, Matt Davison or, you know, some of those guys were able to. Garth and Davison are the two guys that I think of that that did it. Totally. Um, I don't think we had anyone on that level, but no, there's some guys who I, I, that could, that could play, but definitely not to like Garth and Davison's level where they could, you know, you could honestly do it and compete, um, which is, which is obviously really impressive. Yeah, see, now you got me thinking, a Husker football alumni dunk contest coming up at a Husker basketball game. That'd be something. Who can still touch uh, the rim? Well, yeah. <laughs> who, who's still uh, uh, mobile, right, and, and able well, to do well, it? Jay Moore's don't, don't with Don't invite it. me. <laughs> Jay's like, I'll, I'll be there in, in, in uh, heckle in the crowd. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Jay Moore's yeah. with his black shirt Husker NFLer. At Moore 44 co-host Big Red Wrap-Up. Jay, uh, so interesting stuff from uh, college football voice Josh Pate. Uh, and uh, his show, uh, Late Kick Josh, is his Twitter handle. But he has some, some info on the Big Ten and the SEC. He thinks they're both going to restructure into to four divisions. And then they're going to kind of construct an internal title mechanism shaped like the AFC and NFC title game. You have your semi, and then you have your conference title game. That's all going to be tied in to the college football playoff before the Big Ten or the SEC sign anything. That makes a ton of sense, but you need to expand. So you have four divisions. Do you go to 20, or do you go to 24? Are there enough teams out there? Can you get the paycheck you want from the new media rights thing to to keep – the current crew happy without diluting it. But I mean, obviously Notre Dame's a, a high draft pick, but if you're to expand, who does Jay Moore want in the big 10? You can pick from anywhere. Yeah. I think you got to go get uh, first and foremost, big uh, it's Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. I mean, them and UConn are only two, you know, power five, you know, basketball or football programs. I don't that are independent. Um, you got to go get them that, you know, with the, obviously them having the NBC, you know, eyes on them for decades and, in just the the status of that uh, of that university, that, that'd be first and foremost. Pick one A. Um, you know, after that, geez, yeah, honestly, I mean, it's it's all. I'm I'm thinking more regional based, mm-hmm. but you know, I'd like to kind of keep you know the teams that are nearby. Mm-hmm. I think Colorado would be a good fit. For the Big Ten. Academically, yeah. Yeah, I think Colorado would be a great fit for the Big Ten. Um, 
I'm just trying to rack my brain with other, you, you know. You've got Carolina, you've got yeah. Duke, Stanford, Kansas, Florida you know, State, uh, Clemson. You probably, you probably get Duke, and I think you'd probably get Stanford because that just matches up again with the brain Northwestern, power. the academics of the Big Ten. I think that matches up very, very nicely. Um, maybe even a Boston College, you know, somewhere on those lines too you could fit in there. But – it's gonna be interesting to see. It's it's just gonna it's all just kind of fall into place. You kind of seen the the joint, you know, the SEC and Big Ten are joining arms to kind of figure out this whole thing. And I just I just you've already brought it up. It's just going to be the Big Ten and SEC eventually, and you're just going to have an AFC NFC type of matchup. And uh, the AC, the ACC and in Big Twelve will they're just going to have to figure out where they want to go to get the money because the money's going to be substantial. I mean, it is going to be. Huge. I think it's going to be bigger than I think it's going to be bigger than March Madness money sure. that the NCAA has currently. I mean, it's it's going to just dwarf that, in my opinion. Um, and then you're going to leave these these schools once this is all kind of settled. Like, well, we want some of that, so they're going to go join the SEC or the Big Ten. And also, that's how it's kind of figured out in semantics and a rough way of getting there. But um, it's coming. It is, it's, it's definitely coming. And, and honestly, in this, in this way, when this happens, this will help kind of clean up everything as well in college football. Cause now you have a commissioner that oversees everything. You'll have a collective bargaining agreement. You're going to have, you're going to have, um, you know, rights to the players and have rights to the, to the money, you know, uh, proper sharing, stuff like that. So, um, that's just going to help clean everything up. Cause obviously right now it is, it is a dumpster fire with what's going on in college, college football and college athletics. And um, you have more coaches leaving college now to head to the NFL just because they, they can't figure it out or, or don't like it. So it's, I don't know how, I don't know how soon it happens. Uh, but the, I think the blueprints definitely been set and it's just a matter of time. Well, Jay, let's say that's 24 teams in the big 10 Six teams per division. Who are the five teams that you're drafting to be in Nebraska's division? Do you want easy games? Do you want rivalries? What What are you looking for? Their helmet games? No, I think, uh, I think you'd have to have, you know, just you have to have some history with, you know, I mean, the, we've been in the Big Ten now, what, thir- going on 13 years. So I think you'd have to have Iowa. Mm-hmm. I think you have to have Wisconsin. Um. Probably Minnesota. Um, so that lets four. We need two more. Uh, well, you have, you have Nebraska, so it just leaves one more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, that's tough. You know, I don't, I don't think Northwestern would get in there. Uh, oh, that's been a, it's been a great battle. You know, with Fitzgerald all those years. So maybe put Northwest. I'd honestly rather see a team like a, a Sparty or a Michigan. All right, UCLA. Like, would you put UCLA in there? Maybe. Maybe there's some good history there too. I, I don't know. I. I I, my brain still hasn't like completely like grasped that USC, Oregon, and all these schools are here yet. That's just weird. I'm, I still think to that. Tr- well, what I know as traditional, you know, like I said for the last thirteen years. But yeah, I think you. Or honestly, I'm thinking more regionally as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think just the best. And obviously, you keep those teams regionally, you know, based uh, on the West Coast. Those four teams. Uh, Obviously, if there's gonna be five, you got to slide one more in there. Um, 
and Nebraska is probably the furthest west team out of the other one. So maybe maybe you slide Nebraska over, and they're in that same division with USC, UCLA, Oregon, Washington. I mean, that would just be a murder's row mm-hmm. uh, um, situation. But uh, there's gonna be a ton of options. There's gonna definitely be a ton of options to to see, and you know, and but just I think Nebraska. If you're gonna set set divisions, I think he's kind of figure out the NFC North. And you know that division that would kind of sit well with within the Big Ten and what's going to expand to. Go get me Carolina, Notre Dame. We said this earlier: Kansas, Virginia, Duke, Colorado. As your uh, is that six? I think it's six. Yeah. And that way you can put together your your Kansas, your Colorado, your Nebraska, your Iowa, your Notre Dame, and maybe. Stanford is another possibility where you can just kind of build your own division like it's your own who's who of your former conference. Right. And that's who the SEC goes and gets, right? You know, they're going to engulf Florida or Florida State, Clemson. Um, you know, I think like Arizona, Arizona State, those type of school. I think you go, you know, and obviously a few more of those ACC schools, Wake Forest. Yeah. You know, how does this thing all shake out? Because – Who's bringing uh, me some value, right? That's right, the other part exactly. of it. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a fun topic, but it's a realistic topic because it's, it's just a matter of time. Well, make, it sure, make sure it's in pencil, not ink. <laughs> and we'll uh, go back to the drawing board next time. Bird, you have a good week. Thanks for the time today. Yep, thanks, guys. Good to spend time with Jay Moore. And uh, you miss any part of the interviews or the show. Real easy for you to get caught up on Hale Varsity Radio. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Download the podcast. Uh, tell a buddy. Give us a review. Good, bad, or ugly. We're here for it. Hale Varsity YouTube channel where you can watch the show daily. And uh, subscribe and like that at H Varsity Radio. Follow the radio Twitter handle for show updates and some Thoughts uh, as uh, we're pretty loaded tomorrow. We'll check in with Mitch Sherman tomorrow from The Athletic. Excited to talk with Mitch. And then we'll head on down to SEC country. Garth Glissman going to be back with us. I love having Garth back on the radio. He's great. After an eight-year hiatus, that whole NBA thing. (laughs) (laughs) That whole major career advancement thing. Yeah, that whole... uh, that old NBA, but he's got an awesome spot uh, in the commissioner's spot with uh, with the SEC.